Hey everybody, it's Sunday, February 9th, 2014, and today we are going to talk about beard oil and all that other good stuff with Eric Banholds over at beardbrand.com. And instead of going over the basics of his business and kind of reinventing the wheel, I've linked to two resources where he goes over the basics of his store. One is on ecommercefuel.com. He was on Andrew's podcast, I think a couple of months ago, maybe a few weeks ago. And the other one is on the Shopify blog. And kind of in both articles, he goes over the nuts and bolts of his story, how he got started and getting the initial traction. So I won't kind of regurgitate everything on this podcast but instead we're going to focus on some high level stuff in terms of building his brand into something bigger and expanding the business beyond 80,000 revenues per month so before we start i also want you to check out a recent podcast episode on radio lab and they actually detailed what happens behind a fulfillment center and uh, so being an e-commerce guy and with you in this space too i think it's pretty interesting in how this journalist applied for a job at a 3pl she went through the hiring process talked about what was going to happen what happens on the job picking orders you know in the warehouse uh, what's it like running around and how the whole infrastructure works so it's very fascinating uh, you know although after listening to it i'd probably put working in a fulfillment center one of the top 10 worst jobs ever uh, to do so uh, check it out if you got time i'll link to it in the show notes and finally uh, before we start uh, the mastermind group for march will kick off i'll be running another group so if you're a store owner that's looking to work through some business problems with other folks in the same boat uh, sign up for the mastermind email list while I'll publish some more information along with how to get tickets so even i've learned myself uh, something on these calls too like you know how to do use photoshop better all these kind of things so uh, how does it work well every two weeks i do a google hangout uh, led by me that lasts for about two hours and then each participant gets about 20 to 25 minutes to talk about a business problem they'll have. So what happens is someone will say, hey, I'm trying to change this about my marketing. And then we'll just go round table. Everyone gives their feedback. You get 20, 25 minutes of just pure uh, time for yourself. And then we just go around the table and that's it. And we do it every two weeks. So if you're struggling with something and this sounds like uh, something you could need help with, uh, check out the mastermind tab over at buildmyonlinestore.com and let's get started. Don't deliver a product, deliver an experience. You're listening to the Build My Online Store podcast, and I'm your host, Terry Lin. We're here to talk about running an online store and building a strong e-commerce brand to take your online store to the next level. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com. Let's get on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Today, I've got Eric Bandholds, the founder over at beardbrand.com, where we're going to talk about beards, oils, and making products. Eric, what's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> it's a classic, what up, internet, right? <laughs> yeah, what's up, internet? So how did you come up with that phrase when you were starting out? Because that's kind of your signature spiel whenever you do your YouTube videos or anything. That, I don't know. I just think uh, what could be the most ridiculous intro that I can think of for people to, to hear? I don't know. But I guess it's really caught on too, huh, since you've been doing this. Yeah, you know, uh, the YouTube channel is is doing all right. Got uh, just under 10,000 subscribers right now and uh, coming up on a million views. Uh, quarter, and so I'm at three quarters of a million views, something like that. I haven't checked lately, but it's been fun. You know, I, I like connecting with my audience and, and my viewers. And I don't know if you, you do videos or not, but when you're just filming yourself alone in a room, it's kind of weird to uh, just talk to a camera. So kind of got to visualize you're actually talking to someone. Yeah, right, so it kind of helps out with that, getting the energy right to record a video and all that stuff. Absolutely. All right, very cool. So let's just uh, go over your business real quick. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna link to a couple other podcasts you did about beer brand, but really quick, uh, I know you guys sell beard oil when you guys first started. How has the business kind of grown uh, since then in the past year? Uh, it's been amazing. We just hit our uh, one year anniversary, uh, what's today, the uh, 30th, so two days ago. 
And uh, we started off with zero and uh, essentially uh, no investment at all and uh, just bootstrapped our way up to, it uh, looks like we'll be doing uh, $80,000 a month this month. Hopefully we'll continue that pace and, and do a million dollars this year uh, or maybe even a couple million dollars if, if we're fortunate. I understand you guys started with beard oil first, right? And how did you guys grow on the product line since then to get to where you are at like 80,000? We actually started with three products, two beard oils and a mustache wax that was made by another vendor of ours. What I noticed is uh, we had more sales the more products we had on our store. I guess people just felt a little more comfortable with a website with a, a larger product line. So what we did is uh, we just continued to find products that kind of fit our match as well as worked on developing our own products in-house. You know, it's just a gradual pace that we've done over time. Everything's been small incremental improvements uh, month for month. And, you know, looking back, it, you can kind of appreciate all that you've accomplished. But when you're in the moment, it just feels like you're moving way too slow. And, and there's so many things to do. And right now, there's so many things that I want to do in, uh, in the future. And it'll, it'll be interesting to look back on uh, 2014 to see what we've accomplished and if we were able to hit a lot of those goals or not. So why did you partner with other brands to kind of rebrand products into your own line rather than doing everything in-house and say making your own wallets or kind of the uh, leather, you know, wrist wraps, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So we co, uh, we co-brand with a, a few different companies and really like I'm all about doing it right and doing it the right way. But I don't know anything about leather. I don't know anything about leather manufacturing. I could do a lot of research, but the time I would invest in developing a, a really cool leather wallet is time that I could be investing in, in developing some beard oil or, or some beard grooming products, which are really our, our core products is, is men's grooming for beards. So uh, it makes sense to not invest as much time on that end, co-brand or, or partner up with a company and then really focus on our, our core competency, which is uh, grooming. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because you notice Evernote, I don't know if you've seen their store, they're actually selling like wallets and I think iPad cases and like backpacks. So you're kind of doing what you're doing, like co-branding with all these established brands which kind of it's easy for them because they just leverage the brand image and then you know they get a good product that's already made and designed and tested it on the market mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. awesome very cool so when you started out i understand you had a blog first right i believe it was on a tumblr uh, do i have this story right or am i missing anything the the story is i uh, went to a beard competition in portland had a blast saw this culture this movement and realized no one was really uh, uniting it or engaging it, and I'm not one to wait, so I brought it all together. We actually started off with a WordPress blog, as well as a Tumblr blog, and a YouTube channel, and just kind of trying to paint the picture of what a urban beersman is, and what the bearded lifestyle is, and and I always had this vision for what I wanted the company to do, but I didn't always have the team in place, or the, the people in place, or the drive or just the life things in life that you need in place to, you know, where all the dominoes fall into to line. And did you always want an online store before you started this blog or? Well, yeah, actually, I, I had an online store uh, back in 2000, 2008, selling vinyl wall graphics. And that never really took off. It was uh, a lot of work on the upfront. And then uh, once it, and once I needed to put my money out there, I kind of froze up. And I didn't know the things that I know now. I think I probably could have been more successful uh, doing that uh, with all the information I've known now. But uh, live and learn, right? I mean, the thing for me is I'm an entrepreneur, right? I, it's not like 
ever since high school, I wanted to own an e-commerce business or own a retail business or, you know, own a grooming business. So, like, it's just kind of the way that the path of my life has taken and, and all things kind of just point in this direction. And then, you know, fortunately for me, at a point where I got very passionate about something was a point that I could launch a business around it. And it was also a point where the market was ready for something like that. So a lot of good luck and a lot of things falling in line, uh, but at the same time, uh, executing it. You know, we've got hundreds of other competitors uh, selling the same kind of things that we're selling. And uh, it's really our brand building uh, that I think that helps set us apart from from every other person and and their mother. Right. And so since you brought that up, what do you think makes your brand different than all the other products on the market? I really feel like a lot of it is my authenticity and my passion for what I'm doing. You know, there's a lot of uh, people out there who, you know, maybe it's uh, no offense to, to women. I've got a, a co-founder who's a woman. But when when the head of your company is a woman and you're selling beer beard care products, then it's harder to speak of, of that from a first-person perspective. Just being able to own it and be passionate about it and uh, live it has been really important for us. And then importance of, of creating a, a good-looking website and a good-looking logo and good-looking branding and, and packaging materials and all those things are small little details that help establish your brand that aren't going to have you know, uh, in today's world, everything seems to be social media and, and knowing exactly what your marketing is doing and exactly what kind of return you're getting for things. Do you get the feeling that you're the avatar for the brand now, whereas some other competitors are just kind of faceless beard oils with some logo, whereas you actually have your face all over the place? Yeah, I mean, so we've we've kind of made a cognizant decision to have me as the spokesman of the company and kind of represent our company and the uh, Dosaki man or the Old Spice, uh, what's his name, Mustafa. But I mean, I, obviously, I'm not I'm not at that level. I'm, I'm not that charming uh, as those two guys. But, you know, try to, to, to just create a image of, of what you can be as an urban beardsman and, and what kind of jobs you can hold and, and what kind of style you can hold and, and how you can take care of your beard and uh, what has traditionally been, been viewed as unclean or unkept or uh, just lazy. We're trying to change the image of, of how society views beardsmen to where it's more of a, a professional look and a, a corporate look and a clean look. And, uh, you know, that takes time to, to change history, but it's just easier for me to do it through myself than, you know, hire an actor or hire some man to, to photograph for a model or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So if you look at the persona kind of of yourself as the brand like how much would you say is like yourself versus say kind of like some aspects of the personality are kind of tweaked to kind of kind of engage with the customer some more yeah i mean i think uh, pretty much what you see is what you get i do uh, tone it down a little bit uh, a few of my first uh, videos i was dropping some f-bombs here and there for whatever reason and t telling some inappropriate jokes and and I'll probably uh, throw those in every once in a while. I'm a little more perverse in real life and a little more uh, inappropriate. Maybe I tone it down a little bit. My style and, and my flair, I think, uh, is exactly who I am. Yeah, so when did you realize to tone it down a little bit? Because I think when you're recording yourself, you're on video, there's always this incentive to kind of make things over the top because I guess mentally you think this is what people would like, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what people like. I just, I know what I am. And I'm not a big time swear word user, or cuss word user, but sometimes you just, you let them slip up here and there. And 
I want to say it was like this real big, huge difference for me to, to tone things down. I would just say I'm a little more cognizant of the audience. And, you know, sometimes these these viewers are watching with their kids or, you know, and, and I had never thought of that until they mentioned it in the comments on YouTube. Like, oh, yeah, this uh, this joke is not really friendly for an eight year old to hear. But, uh, you know, hopefully it's deep enough that they don't quite get it. So if we go into your typical customer a little bit, kind of what's their age range and kind of demographics that you found out to be? I'm not like huge on the whole demographics marketing aspect, but. Obviously, most of my customers are men, and they're usually age, you know, 24 to 44, I would say, maybe even 24 to 34. What are they? Just like your your prime professional, prime earner, like just pinnacle of life kind of customer. And, and we're trying to get, you know, bring in their, their wives and their girlfriends and their, their parents to buy for them. So we're kind of trying to open that up. But most of my language is geared toward, you know, young men who are trying to do something cool with their lives. So you just brought up a good point. When you're trying to get women to buy gifts for, say, like the wives, boyfriends, or whatever, like how is your marketing message changing when you're targeting them? Um, I think it's, it's just a matter of fact of being on uh, places where women are at, like Pinterest and, geez, I don't know where women hang out. That's why I, that's why I hired Lindsay and, and Jenny. <laughs> They're going to know better than me. Yeah, like like I've tried hanging out on Pinterest and like I just get bored in like ten minutes. I don't know how women stay there for like hours and hours. Yeah, I mean, like I can I could see like the cool thing that's on there, but again, I'm not I'm not a Pinterest user either, so it's it's a little challenging for me to use and. And uh, I, I don't mind delegating uh, those platforms to them. And so one thing that I found interesting about your business is that beard oils is a very repeat purchase business, right? And so like kind of just to very broadly looking at your business, like what percentage of customers are repeating with you guys? You know, you're asking a, a tough question. I don't have those stats in front of me uh, currently. I was looking at repeat orders just the other day, and I would probably say it's in the range of 10 to 20% of our orders are, are people who have purchased from us before. So um, we're still like a really small, young company. And we're, we're there's really just, a, in my opinion, there's just a huge market out there that we're trying to bring in. So we're in this like maximum of growth period. Like even if everyone reordered, you know, the, the company wouldn't be that big. And it's kind of like when your email list is, you know, let's say your email list is only 100 people. And yeah, email marketing does great for you. You get great returns. But you know, you're only going to get five to 10 sales from that. And that's all you're ever going to get. So you've got to grow that email list from uh, 100 to 100,000. And we're kind of in that mode where, you know, we want to grow our customer base from zero to 100,000 or, or whatever. And, and then we want to really focus on during that process, you know, engaging them and, and getting those repeat customers. But uh, we're still really in a, a heavily weighted growth period right now. And I'm just this is kind of question out of the blue too. So if you look at your customer base, like how many are actually having beers versus say you know wanting to grow beers and becoming kind of like yourself with this crazy awesome beard? I think men should wear the facial hair that they want to wear. You know, I think what we're trying to do at Beard Brand is just we want to make it okay for men to grow facial hair, and if they want to shave, we want to we're okay with them shaving, right? Um, because I think. In the past, it's just been men have worn a facial hair because of society or because of their wife or their mom or their, you know, what they think the girls might like or whatever it is, you know, whatever Gillette's telling them is cool and hip. And, and what we want them to do is just 
grow what they want to grow. So if they want just the corporate beard, you know, the, the scruffed uh, one-inch <laughs> beard, you know, go for it. But if they want to go for the year, which is a year-long beard, then uh, we want to support them and go for that too. And it makes no difference to me, you know, as, as long as they're finding contentness with their, their lives and, and their appearance and, and who they are, then uh, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. I guess if you look deeper, it's a real bigger cultural movement too, right? Because if you look at the old Gillette commercials, you know, they got this slick guy that's shaving on the TV and then, you know, he's talking to some girl. And I guess we get ingrained with this image, especially kind of guys our age, kind of mid-20s, early 30s, that, hey, this is the way to go. But you guys are kind of going the other way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Gillette's getting hammered right now. Like their razor sales are getting crushed and, and men are moving toward grooming products and they don't wake up in the morning. They're like, ah, you know, I've been beardless my whole life and now that I'm growing my beard out I'm just you know not ever going to clean myself or groom or anything like that so there's a huge market for us to to take care of those people as they shift to wearing facial hair that they prefer but a lot of it is that brand and that image and you know early on with our business we'd get questions about hey you know what do you want to do when this beard fad ends and you know people decide to to do that. And I'm like, you know, beards are, are the natural status quo. Like the fad is shaving. I mean, as late as 1890, 90% of men had some sort of facial hair. And then with uh, modern warfare and uh, the successful marketing of Gillette, that essentially went down to zero. You know, what we want to do is just bring it back to uh, normal levels. And hopefully we can be the company that makes it cool and, and makes people have confidence to, to wear what they want to wear. You know, a lot of that is marketing and branding and, and being connected to the brand and, and wanting to have the image that that. Uh, our company is is trying to portray uh, beardsmen as being. Yeah, it's interesting because if you look at like history, like Aristotle, Plato, those Greek philosophers, even up to like Abraham Lincoln, all these guys that are like strong characters in history had beards, right? Even like I think Genghis Khan, and then it's only like for the past twenty years that you know everyone's telling us to shave it off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you look at historically uh, the amount of interesting figures. And, and I think there is, you know, especially in today's culture, that beardsmen tend to be very independent, very freedom oriented, very driven, uh, very individualistic. And those type of people are those that are going to challenge the cultural norms. And those kind of people are going to be those who come up with brilliant ideas. Like, I mean, Albert Einstein was a, he wore a mustache, that's facial hair. And, you know, and maybe that will shift, you know, every man who wants to grow a beard grows their beard out. But I think in today's society, where we're at today, it's it's those people who are really able to challenge the norms who feel most confident wearing a beard. Yeah. And I think you also see it as a cultural shift with like how People are like opting out of like working 20, 30 years for a company, doing their own thing, whether it's like you and me, entrepreneurship or just doing random things uh, with the Internet. And I think with that drive comes this kind of thing with beards, too, in a subsector where, hey, you know, I'll just grow my hair however I want. And, you know, fuck you guys if you don't like it. So, you know, <laughs> you can take it or leave it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's and the Internet has been brilliant for that. It's allowed people to connect with others like them so that they realize they're not alone. You know, when I grew up in a small town in South Carolina, I only knew the 10 people around me, and I pretty much had to be like them, or else I would know no one. You know, with the internet, I'm able to connect with cultures that are just like my culture, but they may be in Scotland or Taiwan or Australia or right across the street from me, you know, from a just a higher philosophical level. Like, that's good and bad, because if 
you're a hateful person, you know, you can find other hateful people as well, which is uh, not very good because you don't want people with hate to have power. But I think the good severely outweighs the bad. Yeah, like the other day, I found a really crazy thing on the internet. Like, so you know how, I guess, you know, the Psy, the Gundam style guy is like, has all these videos. And I guess there's a big subset of people on the internet that are really into like this Korean pop movement. And I was just looking on YouTube, there's these dance groups in like Russia, London, and like, I think like Brazil. And they're just doing covers of these Korean pop songs. And these like these six or eight girls, like these dance teams that are covering these Korean music. I was like, wow, this is so weird. I never thought I'd see this on the internet. And, and then when you think about that, like the internet allows your customers to be around the world, which allows you to really build businesses that people in the past would have never thought would be able to exist. Right, because it, when you're able to sell Korean pop dance videos to people in Russia and Brazil and, and of course Korea, then you know your world just opens up. So there's still a lot of hurdles. A lot of governments will put up borders, uh, customs, and taxes and duties that make it difficult to to service all those customers. But uh, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. So it's uh, a little bit arduous process, but. Um, it's fun, you know, it's a very fun. Yeah, I'm putting my uh, hopes on Bitcoin for that, but that's for another episode. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm a, I'm a Bitcoin guy too, but, you know, when you're selling tangible goods, I, I'll, uh, I'll send something to, to Europe and then they'll pick up the package and they have to pay customs and duties and, and they get mad at me. And I'm like, this is your government who is taxing you. Uh, for simply buying a product in a different country. It's kind of frustrating that things like that happen. But the, the beauty is, you know, with digital products and digital services like your podcast and, and people being able to support you, uh, you know, they can pay in Bitcoin and, and there's nothing that these governments can do to, to prevent commerce and transactions and relationships from being built. So I understand one thing you guys are doing is also kind of partnerships uh, like with your customers, like uh, brand ambassadors. Uh, what's the program with that? Yeah, so we, we actually haven't launched it yet. We're still trying to iron out all the kinks. But what we're looking to do is bring in one ambassador per state who really represents the bearded lifestyle well, the urban beardsman lifestyle. He'll help spread the word of what it means to be you know, professional, to be good in the community. You know, We're gonna encourage them to be involved in charities and, and to kind of be the point of content or contact for other members in that state. You know, Learn about bearding and, and maybe point them to beard competitions and beard grooming. And for that, we'll reward them with some goodies from Beard Brand. Uh, we're still working out all the details, but I'm thinking of, of getting them a nice uh, beard grooming kit and then uh, uh, send them some beard oil and mustache wax every quarter. I think uh, would be a pretty good uh, pretty good exchange, I think. Yeah, you just give them some free gear or you know, maybe if it makes sense at some point, give them like the affiliate thing or I don't know, but just throwing out ideas, right? I mean, we want to just celebrate them and, and we might have like a party in a certain city or maybe a rotating city every year where where they can meet uh, the other ambassadors. So it's a, each ambassador will only have the title for a year and then we'll profile them on our website and kind of tell their story and, and help people get in contact with them and, and really help, you know, more than just you know, me out there trying to spread the word, but get 50 people who are more than likely like want to be better than me, you know, better looking, better humor, better skills, more charitable, more friendly. I can imagine a beard brand calendar coming for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, so one thing, uh, I'll get into another tangent here I find interesting is that once someone buys into your oils, is it easy to upsell them into say like a wallet or say like a wristband or anything like that? 
I don't really do any upselling. The strategy we've developed or outlook on our life is like, we're not really selling at all. I don't care if people buy from us or they buy from someone else, you know? I'm not here, I'm not pushing sales, I'm not pushing promotions. We're here if they wanna buy from us and we're, we'll service the heck out of them and take care of them. But uh, we don't want them buying things that they don't want or need. So it's kind of a weird process. It's, it's almost like an anti-sell. Like I know my product's good, I know it's great. Uh, if you want to test it out, come test it out. We'll take care of you and we'll make sure everything's right. But if you don't want to buy, if you want to go to someone else, that's cool. You know, like no worries. Like if if all you want to do is is buy our $7 mustache wax and that's all you want, then, you know, that's cool. Or if, or if you want to buy everything on our store, that's cool as well. But, uh, you know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. It's interesting because on the internet now where you're actually being very salesy, people suddenly get a, get this barrier up. Like, oh, why are you being so pushy? And yeah. And I, I just think about what I personally uh, like and, and appreciate. And like my my YouTube channel, I don't have any ads on the YouTube channel. You know, I know I could have probably made a couple of dollars from that. And and I don't, you know, have a pop up on my website telling you to subscribe to my newsletter. I don't want to create this annoying process. And, and I know like from a marketing standpoint and from a business perspective, like all those things, I know all those things will help drive sales and increase revenue and, and, and make more money. But to me, there's just more to business than eking out every last nickel, penny and dime from our customers by optimizing it to the point. So I kind of hold off to what would I like as a a consumer, what I like to deal with. And, and not everyone's going to notice that these are active decisions as to why I don't have a pop-up or why don't I, why I don't require you to, to log in uh, to see my store or, or things like that. Like, we just want to make it easy for you. And if you want it, go with it. And so how are you using YouTube uh, for marketing for the business right now? You know, uh, again, uh, YouTube primarily is a way for us to connect with our audience and uh, really help reinforce our brand and, and what we're doing. And we use it as a tool to help uh, our consumers learn grooming tips for their their beards. And you think that growing a beard out is pretty easy, but there's a really a lot of information you can learn and, and a lot of knowledge out there that, that we can share to, to help make the experience better for people. So kind of a, a little bit of help with them and, of course, uh, a tool to help us sell our products. Um, Although I may be doing our, our product features on Vimeo and leaving YouTube as, as solely just kind of building this this community and, and uh, you know, talking about the culture. Mm -hmm. And why Vimeo instead of YouTube? I, I just don't want, like, my YouTube subscribers to get spammed with just, like, because I want to have to create a video for every single product on my store that's 30 videos. I don't want to spam them with 30 videos of just product you know, hawking, right? So I just kind of want that handled on a, a separate, uh, separate platform. Oh, so your products will be on Vimeo, but your marketing kind of your tips will be still on YouTube. Is that what I'm getting at? Yeah. Or, or maybe I could do another YouTube channel. That's like beard brand products. That's a good idea. Just thought of that. Yeah. Or, or I guess you could do a separate playlist too. I think YouTube can do that. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I could like upload it and organize it and stuff and, and not push it to my subscribers uh, when I post it. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't fully 
come up with a plan for that. Uh, and the stuff you just figure it out as you go along. There's no. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> it's funny because I talked to a lot of guests, kind of like yourself. Maybe their businesses are you know doing one million, two million, twenty million. The overall theme is that you know no one knows what they're doing. You figure it along as you go, and I think for someone just starting out, when they look at you, it's like wow, you know. Yeah, eighty k a month, man. But I didn't know what I was doing to get there. That's for sure. Yeah, and yeah, but I think this is what kind of makes this journey fun, right? As you figure things out and. Looking for, I mean, you can only tell where you are when you look back, like hindsight, twenty twenty too. So yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, for entrepreneurs, like that is the the drug that feeds into our veins is, you know, the challenges of of overcoming things and and you know meeting new hurdles and beating those hurdles and then having higher hurdles. Like, I mean, that's that's just an incredible experience, and and I'm sure other entrepreneurs relate and and future entrepreneurs. Uh, you guys will experience that as well. Yeah. All right. And so, what do you think will take the business to double, say, from 80k a month now to say 160 plus uh, within this year, or say in the next year, or so to double the business? Yeah. So uh, we are expanding to Europe and Australia this year. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to uh, service those customers better. We're getting hammered in Europe right now with our shipping costs and and the duties that they have. So having a fulfillment center over there and being established, I think, will be you know, automatically an additional X number of dollars, pretty good number of dollars. And then Australia will probably bump us up a little bit. I think they're more used to paying higher shipping rates being over there. Um, but we'd still like to be over there. And I want to make a trip to Australia a little bit selfish for me. We'll continue to, to take care of our customers and provide the best service we have. But I think building our uh, Beard Brand Ambassador Program as well as uh, doing a PR push. And uh, we're also featuring Beardsmen uh, around the world, around the nation, and really telling their story and, and giving images of other people other than me to show that, you know, it's not just me out there who who's a professional with a beard, but there's, there's many other of them. And they're doing some really cool things, like some really interesting people. So I'm excited to share that. And, and hopefully we can profile a couple people a month and, and get it up on our website. So, you know, uh, I think those two things will, will help get us there. And I think it's going to happen automatically. You know, I just think uh, the word of mouth and, and the momentum we have going that uh, it doesn't take much for it to grow. Have you done any research on how many men have beards kind of like on a global or US basis? Like, is there any research on this or? You know, it's, it's more of kind of like a gut feel for me and uh, I, how I figured it in the United States alone, there's probably 100 million men who can grow a beard. So there's three, I think there's like 300,000, excuse me, 300 million uh, people in America. Half of those are men. And then of those men, you know, probably two thirds of them are of an age where they can grow a beard. And then I figure, you know, the whole 10%. You know, your typical startup, 10%. Well, if 10% of our market has a beard, then, you know, what is that? 10 million. And then if 10 million people buy grooming products, or 10% of that buy grooming products for their beard, then we're at 100,000 people. So, or a million people, excuse me. I think our market is at least a million people in America and, and probably another million people uh, across the world. Oh, I'm sure it's probably much bigger, but it's hard to get those numbers. But I guess the indicator is that if Gillette's getting hammered on razor sales and they're the biggest companies, there's kind of a trend there too, right? The proof in the pu- is in the pudding of the market shifting toward or, or back towards beards. So hopefully we'll be that company that takes care of beards, you know, and, and hopefully we don't leave the door open for, for someone else to come in and, and do it better than us. So we're working really hard. Uh, to be that company and, and hopefully 
be the brand that is, uh, you know, the Nike of athletics or the, you know, Gillette of, of razors. How do you see kind of the other razors house, kind of like Dollar Shake Up, where they're doing really cool stuff with marketing and branding too, but you guys are kind of advocating, you know, you guys are advocating keeping your beard, they're advocating shaving. I, I love Dollar Shave Club. I love their marketing and, and their pitch, and I think it's totally cool. And then another cool company out there is uh, Harry's, created by the guys of Warby Parker. I love how they're shaking up the market and, and doing things differently. and. Probably the three of us have this this you know anti big corporation you know chip on our shoulder, or we just want to we we want to change the way society buys products, and and we're and we're not happy with the status quo. And they're at it from a, an established marketplace, really shaking it up and disrupting it. And then we're at it from a brand new marketplace, trying to to shake it up as well. So uh, you know, I think they're great. I don't. I mean, technically, I guess, you know, shaving versus not shaving, it's it's slight competition. But, you know, I think we, we augment each other well, like the people who will go to Beard Brand, uh, if they do choose to be uh, beardless or shaven, then they'll go to Harry's or Dollar Shave Club and, and they won't go to Gillette. Yeah, I think the pie is big enough with the Internet where you can reach everyone, like you said earlier, that it doesn't really matter where, you know, they're kind of technically, say, competitors, but you know, everyone's kind of just reaching their own market in their own ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's enough. Uh, the market's big enough for us all to, to have a good time. And, and I'm a, one of those believers that you can grow the pie. You know, it's not a fixed size of the pie. Uh, and you can do that by having, you know, superior products and take care of your customers and, and doing all the right things and your pie's going to get bigger. You know, there, there may be some industries where that, that doesn't make sense. But pretty much, I think the world is your oyster. Yeah. Exactly. All right, sounds good. So let's just wrap things up a little bit. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining in on the show. And Eric, thanks for joining us. You guys can find out more about Eric at beardbrand.com. And Eric, uh, how should we connect with you? Yeah, I mean, you can uh, you can find me on those websites, email me. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Banholtz, uh, which is my last name. And uh, Facebook as well. Everything is Banholtz. If you search Banholtz, it's me. All right, man, Eric, thanks so much for the chat, and I'll let you know when this is up, uh, probably in the next two weeks or so, and I'll shoot you the link too. Sounds awesome, man. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. If you want the show notes, make sure to check out the website at buildmyonlinestore.com. If you've got an e-commerce store, every two weeks I lead a live mastermind call with about five or six of the listeners in two separate groups where we work openly together and solve a business problem that you have. And we're all there to support each other. So if this sounds like your cup of tea, make sure to check us out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash mastermind. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch up with you guys next week.